0: Heroin and Heroin
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Good Heroin with Dave Ross. I'm Dave Ross, and I'm so happy that you've joined me at this show this week. We are an audio podcast, but we are also a video podcast. And a few things about that real quick. Um, I have still not adjusted to there being a camera on me. I've been doing audio podcasting for a while now. And then the little bit of video podcasting I did before the pandemic was produced by Starburns, Starburns Audio, our network, starburns.audio, www.starburns.audio. We were not asked to do that. Um, they produced the videos that we were doing of my last podcast, y'all ever. So I couldn't really see. I mean, I could see the cameras, but they weren't in my face, mounted on my computer a foot away from me. And so looking into a a camera i also have a little monitor of the video it's fucking with me a little bit and it honestly takes me out of my zone a little bit and i yeah i have a zone and it's impressive i'm i don't know i'm quite i'm quite remarkable really um and uh but not with a camera in my face when it's just a microphone just audio when it doesn't feel like i'm being filmed oh dude It is perfect. So if you've listened to the show before now, you know um, that I'm the greatest ever. But if you're listening now, you're like, well, this guy sucks. And I'm just telling you that that's not my fault. That's technology's fault. Um, I'm perfect. And so, yeah, go back a few episodes uh, and, you know, learn that. Okay? (laughs) No, I, (laughs) I I just feel strange. I haven't adjusted to it yet. Um, but I'll get there. I mean, here's another thing. Much like every single vocation, producing content in quarantine, it it has extra difficulties. And one of them is that you have to do all of the production yourself in your house. Even if you're a completely DIY operation, which the show was going to be no matter what, um, going to a place... Like, for example... There are producers of this show. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Comedy. Hold the phone. TV. And no, they didn't ask us to do that. Uh, I would go to a place, and they would have that stuff. Or if I was doing it myself, I would go to a studio and do it there. Or I would just do it in my house but then there would be another person there in that house and even if i were doing all of it alone in my apartment the entire time whether it was quarantine or not that isn't ideal and it's hard you know why it's hard and also not ideal because this is a home not a fucking studio and the (laughs) the fact that i'm trying to turn a one-bedroom apartment near the grove into a professional video and audio recording studio is Driving me up a wall, man. (laughs) I was going to say driving me fucking crazy and really punctuated with a lot of, you know, extreme language and sound. It's just harsh and uh, and definitive. It's driving me fucking crazy, dude. And it's just fucking crazy is terminology that makes you know, wow, this guy's having a tough time. But instead, I said it uh, the way that people who don't like to curse uh, and don't want to hurt Anybody's sensibilities say it. Man, it's driving me up a wall, man. Duh, these people that made me record at home—they're cruising for a bruising, dude. <laughs> those, um, those like uh, ineffectual and softened ways of, um, of saying something aggressive are so adorable, and I can't believe they exist. Why were they ever even created? Who is that person that's just like, hey, listen, pops, I'm going to smack you upside the head? (laughs) Or that's actually, that's not what they say. A dad says, I'm going to smack you upside the head, and they say it very meanly. Not all dads. I mean, I'm sure any dad that's listening to this show hosted by a softy who lives in fear and also hates the government uh i know you don't smack your kids upside the head nor do you threaten them and if you do fuck you and stop listening to my show i would rather be broke than have fans who abuse their kids so fuck off you shithead and go listen to a podcast where they love pull-ups um i like pull-ups fine wow i'm vexing aren't i i <sighs> The fact that I said vexing there made me feel real gross. Ugh. Because you know why? Because vexing was the right word, but just in most scenarios, when you say vexing, it sounds like you're trying to sound smart. Does that make sense? It just sounds like, oh, that's vexing. It sounds like you think you're better than who you're saying it to, even though it probably is vexing. Confusing is um, it's like a more regular English word. Or weird. <laughs> nah, that was weird. When I was younger, I really wanted to to find million dollar words for everything I said. And the older I get, the more I just want everything to make sense. And um, I don't know. When you want to be smart, when you want to be smart, and you want to be a good person, I think that's good. I think it's good to want to be good things, and it's good to be smart and learned, and it's good um, to have a big vocabulary, and um, you know it's uh it's good to it's good to learn and it's also good to be nice and it's good to be good to people and it's good to care and have empathy but forcing yourself to do it takes you to some strange places where you do stuff like say but i'm nice and that's not really so nice now is it i was nice to you so you can't be mad at me ever because i'm nice and yeah i deserve to be a shithead right now because i was nice before i was so nice before that i can scream at you now and you deserve it because i was nice for like a month and then you did one thing that lightly irritated me and now you deserve not to be nice to you deserve to fucking to to fucking get smacked upside the head god i lost that bit at the end (laughs) what was the thing i said before ah you're driving me up a wall i'm driving myself up a wall let me it's just throwing me off the video okay but i'm happy you're here welcome to good heroin with dave ross if you want to see the video youtube.com slash good heroin holy fucking shit we did it to uh to catch you up on uh the um the story uh the the long uh i don't know the the fuck i can't think of words backstory what's the word the the trials of uh of dave ross and youtube i guess we'll say um you have to have a hundred subscribers on youtube and exist for a month in order for them to give you a custom url and it's like just give those out what's the problem were they just giving too many? They were probably giving too many out. Probably people would sign up, and then they would park the domain, and then that would deprive people who were actually using their account and trying to get subscribers uh, from using that domain that has been parked by someone who just wanted to park it and never use it. So now we've figured it out, and uh, YouTube, you're off the hook. I'm no longer going to attack you flagrantly about this very rational choice that you've made. Anyway, they've let me in. I'm in. It was YouTube.com slash a bunch of random characters and now it's YouTube.com slash good heroin if uh, you would like to see video versions of this podcast. If not, uh, follow on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those places, uh, subscribe to it. And you know, look, if you like the show, we're all broke. If you want to support uh, and you don't have any money, sharing it with your friends, uh, rating us on iTunes or Stitcher, writing a review, just any version of getting the word out or letting people know that you think it's good is helpful. And if you want to help with money, patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross, I put up bonus episodes there and exclusive stand-up content and other stuff. I also, on my website is Dave to the Ross.com. I sell merch. There's albums on my band camp. There's a link there. Look, there's all sorts of ways to support I'm saying. Um, and one of the reasons also that, um, video drive me sort of crazy is that i'm like incrementally adding more and more um production value to this and i'm learning how to do it on my own and it's difficult it's taking me a little bit of time but now yeah i am filming myself talking with a gopro rather than with a webcam and you know what that means that means uh that it's in like 720p now <laughs> instead of fucking 360p or whatever i was shooting in before no it's uh, it's 1080p i'm shooting in hd it looks really nice i think i'm going to continue trying to make it look nicer and the room i'm in looks really nice um my girlfriend who is just so adorable and wonderful with this just she's just so i don't know she she's just so accommodating and helpful allowing me to do this in the corner of her bedroom we've quarantined up together and it's her place i'm not at my place much and uh, she's welcomed me in here and, and, and made a little uh, studio in the corner of, of uh, the bedroom. And, but, and uh, in doing so, um, wants the background of my videos to look nice. <laughs> it's something she's very concerned with, and I just think it's so sweet and adorable. Um, I love uh, the, the wall behind me, this wallpaper of, like I guess, they're not palm fronds, they're like fern fronds. It looks nice. But then on the left side of me here, Uh, There's just a white wall and we were thinking maybe we would put more wallpaper up here But instead she bought this shelf for me to put things that I like on it But we got the shelf today And so what's here are it's not full It's not completely filled out and I don't really entirely know what all these items are They're just things that she owns that I liked very quickly Because I wanted to record this today and get it out So it was very quick And uh, yes, I realize most of you are listening on audio, and I will describe these in detail. Uh, So if you don't want to go to video, you fucking don't have to. Do what you want, dude. Fucking, I don't want this to be vexing. I don't want it to drive you up a wall. At the top here, we have a rubber ducky in the shape of Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) My girlfriend is a big fan of Crash, the Crash Bandicoot games. She has all of them. Uh, I saw this on Amazon and I got it for her for Christmas. Uh, right below that, on the shelf below that, we have two things made of paper. <laughs> wow, I have no idea how to describe it. I just pointed to a book and a deck of cards and I was like, and here we have two things made of paper. <laughs> Wow, um, one is my flip book, uh, the which was like the first physical copy of my first album like that that I released. Put out an album in 2019 called "The Only Man Who Has Ever Had Sex," and I didn't want to put it out on CD because no one has a CD player, and I didn't want to put it out on vinyl because that's really expensive. And uh, I don't know, I want to do something new and different. So I made a flip book, and it's like a 76-page flipbook that has uh, two two different flip books. If you flip it over, it's a completely one is like a a photo flip book, a photo of me that I like fucked with, and it's like it's like. I don't know it's like trippy <laughs> It like messes with your eyes dude. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, The album art uh, sort of dancing around And then I wrote A really weird story sort of abstract manifesto about how manhood sucks. I don't know. (laughs) That's in there. And then also there's a Seinfeld deck of cards right next to that. Now, beneath that, I don't... Now we've reached the part of the shelf where I truly don't understand what's going on. Uh, Right here we have a cup with elephants on it. I like how it looks, and it's really a vase. I think it's actually a vase, and it's a wood-carved. Elephants, uh, you know, I would say that it's... uh, it is reminiscent of Indian culture and uh, in, in from India, but already I don't know that's true. I am probably wrong and uh, am approaching uh, xenophobia just by nature of not knowing what the fuck it is. So I'm going to shut up. But from what I've seen of uh, broad Indian culture, it uh, perhaps is inspired. Uh, or comes from that area of the world. I don't know. And here is a ceramic woman's butt. And I don't know the artist, but I'm going to find out for you because her art is incredible. I've seen it, and I'm forgetting her name. Again, this studio just got set up an hour ago, and so I'm just going, you know? Um, uh, but yes, this is a ceramic lady butt, and I'll find the artist. And there are uh, golden palm trees painted on the butt cheeks, and uh, then on the shelf below that Is like a cactus It doesn't look like a cactus there are little leaves It's one of those confusing uh, Succuli That's not Succubus succubi Succulents Succulent cactuses And uh, And <laughs> Uh, but it's a, like a succulent with leaves. And it's like, fucking pick one, dude. Are you a cactus or are you a tree? Don't be some weird cactus tree that like doesn't need water. It lives in the desert, but it's got a regular ass deciduous leaves. Decid- deciduous succubi. Damn. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a weird episode, I think, but that's okay. Listen, it's actually also going to be a bit of a shorter episode. And uh, the reason for that is I had a stressful-ass week, and I I don't know. I just am keeping it short this week. If you want more of me, bonus episodes of this show are at the $5 level on my, on my Patreon, patreon.com slash dave to the Ross. I also have another podcast with my good friend Caleb Sinan called What's It Called? I also now have a Twitch show, 5 p.m. Pacific time, every single Tuesday on kyle airs twitch which is at kyle prime video twitch.tv slash kyle prime video and um man that has been so fun please come hang out and watch that even if you don't use twitch much you don't have to engage you can you don't have to log in you don't have to have an account you can just watch or you can get an account and you can engage with the chat and we'll talk to you a little bit and what we do is we just make bad levels in different games and then we play those levels right now we're doing smash bros We're going to move on to Mario Maker at some point and Tony Hawk. And apparently there's a fan game called Mega Man Maker. That's exciting. I fucking love Mega Man. But um, yeah, I'm keeping it short because I've been... I don't know. I like really... I feel like if you listen to this episode week to week, this show week to week, it's a pretty consistent chronicling of how I'm affected by quarantine. And I, at this point, haven't even kept track. I don't know where where i was at most recently some weeks i'm like i'm feeling better i'm on an uptick i'm i'm managing it very well i'm going outside i'm drinking a lot of water i'm getting sun i'm getting exercise i'm getting nature i'm having activities in my life and when i'm remembering to do those things are when i feel the best and isn't that so annoying about quarantine that you have to like you have to pay attention to it that fucking much it's so much work to keep your head above water. I'm, oh my God, it's so frustrating. So I have been on a downturn and I've been on a bad downturn for a few weeks. And and uh, and I'm kind of guessing, like the reason I said all that about week to week, I don't remember where I'm at. I'm kind of guessing that whenever I come here, I'm like, oh, I'm on a downturn. Uh, it was okay, but now it's bad. And I think I've been saying that every week for like three months. I, I can't really entirely remember but like in my mind, it just got bad the past couple weeks. But I think that's maybe wrong. I think it's just been bad. It's been different types of bad. And I I can't I had like really bad insomnia for the past week. I was staying up until like five or six in the morning playing ticket to ride online against strangers, seemingly all from France. It's very French at five in the morning. <laughs> um and uh it's also i think that everyone is 14 i think they're 14 and they're french and they um like hitler i didn't think that was true i thought that the ticket to ride chat was kind of adorable and sweet uh and not the way uh reddit incel threads seem to be and then the past couple times i looked in there it's like oh nope y'all hateful though fuck that sucks Even in Ticket to Ride, the board game about trains, it's fucking 4chan. What is happening? But yeah, I've been um, pulling all-nighters, just unable to sleep, playing games. And then I noticed that I did that. I I pulled two all-nighters in a row. Um, Well, not all-nighters, but I stayed up until five or six. It's so embarrassing to me that I I just stayed up until the sun came up playing a board game. Like, I don't care. It's fine. Do whatever you want in your life to have fun but I didn't want to stay up that late and I can't really sleep past nine or 10. So I just didn't get enough sleep. It'd be one thing if I could just crash. Cause who's what's getting me up. It's quarantine. Who cares? Um, but I, uh, but yeah, I only slept like three or four hours. And so I noticed it after two days and, uh, and then I still couldn't sleep for a few nights and to reset myself. I had to take NyQuil a couple nights in a row and, and now I'm basically back there. But I'm just saying, like, there's just something. Quarantine, I am exhausted from it. It is killing me, man. It is. I wish it weren't true. And I don't have it near as hard as most people. I have a roof over my head um, between unemployment and a couple other things. I'm safe on money. I have my girlfriend. I, I just, I know all of the things I should be grateful for and all the ways that I'm privileged in this pandemic. And I'm still fucked up man i'm fucked up and i i don't know i i don't even because i think i mean a lot of people have said they have quarantine exhaustion i know that's a real thing um so i don't think i'm different than others but it's like um you know i could convince myself that this was temporary and i no longer can uh which is weird because it's There is more of a light at the end of this tunnel than there ever was. But by nature of it going on so long, like before, you couldn't have convinced me it was going to last until February, I think is the thing. And now that it's lasted till February, I'm like, well, anything's fucking possible. It started in March of 2019. No, it didn't. Nope. No, it didn't. (laughs) It started in March of 2020, and now it's February 2021, and there's a vaccine, and people are getting it, and you're saying we're going to have herd immunity, but it's been 11 months, man. It's been 11 months. So I think you're lying. I think you're lying, and you're fucking with me. And anyway, this is just my way of saying that I bought a lot of toilet paper. (laughs) Obviously, I didn't. I'm I'm not going to be that kind of shithead, but uh, fuck it's messing with me. All right, like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a quick episode, but I got a couple things for my friends I want to play. Um, I'm not playing a lot of stand-up clips as much lately, but before I stopped doing that, I reached out to a handful of friends uh, whose stand-up I really liked, um, and I want to make sure I, I have their stuff on the show because there's a reason I reached out to these friends. And this, this comic, his name is Greg Edwards. He's at Greg Comedy on Instagram and on Twitter, and he's just... Man, he's so fucking funny. And what's great about this tape is that it's from Chatterbox, one of my favorite stand-up shows of all time. And it'll come back. It's in Covina, California at a bar called Chatterbox. The show is called Chatterbox Comedy Night. It was created, uh, hosted, and run by Steve Hernandez and Scott Lures. And then they eventually brought in Julia Loken and Lisa Chenu and more people. And it's just this family of comedians I really love that have built – i don't know just this special little thing that the crowd is especially great because they're people who get comedy they show up at the show ready to laugh looking for good comedy um but they're not jaded and uh like a lot of crowds in la i love la i came up there uh but we get a lot of shit for having tough crowds quote unquote because and my theory is that Everybody there has seen everything. We're inundated with advertising. There's so much content. And so it all feels done before to us. And, uh, yeah, that's a little bit our own fault, but also a little bit just how it is. Um, And also, if you're in the entertainment industry, it's harder to get excited by entertainment. And that's why, you know, the idea of a hipster uh, exists, just someone who's been Overrun with content, and they're like, "Oh, I just wish it was like it was before." And it's really just that they've seen too much. Um, so Covina is great because it has all of the wonderful things about LA, or people that are just like really into comedy. Um, but they're just regular people who aren't jaded by it. And uh, also, uh, the hosts Steve and Scott, Lisa and Julia, they're just—I don't know—they just create a great environment. And um, they've taught the crowd What it is to be a good comedy crowd It's just wonderful And so Greg kills it And uh, I'm just going to put the video In the YouTube version of this So you're going to be able to see the video of him Uh, Please enjoy Greg Edwards
0: I've been thinking about the apocalypse a lot lately I'm going to tell you man I don't think white women are going to survive the apocalypse Nope, nope, ain't going to happen I know y'all been doing yoga I know you've been rock climbing, but it ain't gonna happen, man. I see white women on the street, and I just look at them and say, mm, I'm gonna miss you, girl. It ain't even a racial thing, either. I, I don't think black women gonna survive the apocalypse, either. huh? Black women way too loud for the apocalypse. Way too loud. Great. going! Damn, I'ma miss you girl. All my comedian friends know that shit's coming man. Everybody preparing, everybody like, Greg! We gonna need canned goods. We gonna need water. I'm like, what about ChapStick? ChapStick, man, It's gonna be a lot of rusty-ass lips. During the apocalypse, man, not me, dog, uh-huh. I'm gonna have a backpack full of ChapStick. I'm gonna be trading her for pit bulls. I'm gonna be the real-life DMX during the apocalypse, man. I'm gonna have a hundred pit bulls and some glossy-ass lips. It's not going to be a lot of people around, Uh uh-uh man, it's going to be me, like four arena football players And like three Indian chicks, that's it And the Indian woman going to be there just because they used to starving, that's it Fuck y'all Like you've been to Bangladesh, you don't know what they're going through <laughs> everybody scared of North Korea? Ooh! North Korea got a hydrogen bomb. Ooh! North Korea got a hydrogen bomb, but don't have a Pizza Hut. Get the fuck out! Of here. <laughs> I ain't scared of your easy big oven ass bomb. <laughs> My first bomb. Shut the fuck <laughs> down.
1: Greg Edwards, everybody at Greg Comedy. On everything. God, he's so fucking funny. And that was, of course, taped at Chatterbox Comedy Night. Please look up all those things. Uh, I love them all. Um, I want to say, before we get to the next segment, I don't know if you read today, but, um, but here's an impressive piece of news. The Senate today, I'm recording this on Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. The Senate voted today that the impeachment trial is constitutional and i think that's good that's good thank you thank you for saying the thing everybody knew could they be slower i just feel like the senate at this point is fucking with us You went off and you voted, I mean, look, the House voted to impeach Donald Trump, the guy who galvanized racist people to try to kill the people in Congress and congress was like this is bad we have voted and we have all agreed that this is bad and also we should get rid of this man even if he's already gone we should make it known that he is gone and can never come back and i think we kind of all agree (laughs) that that makes sense and then the senate went off and they came back and we were like We have looked at all the evidence and we have agreed that this is evidence. (laughs) It's just like, move on with it, dude. Fucking, I realize there's process and I know I'm probably saying a thing that word for word someone else has said already, like most comedians do. Um, But like, just do it. Just fucking, you know, when you're arguing with somebody and you completely disagree with them but they're like irrational or aggressive or angry, or you're just easily afraid or scared that other people are going to aggress at you, even if they have no history of that because of some baggage that you have. Yes, I'm describing myself. You know when you're arguing with someone and you don't want them to hit you, but you completely disagree with them, so you say this. You say, look, I hear what you're saying. You say, I hear what you're saying, but then here is every single reason why you're wrong but you say like i hear you in order to acknowledge their existence and acknowledge that they've said something so when you throw it in their face that uh they are wrong they can't get mad at you That's what the Senate did. They were like, we believe the impeachment trial is constitutional, and the thing that's coming next is going to fucking suck, dude. It's going to fucking suck, and it's going to happen in 10 seconds. They're going to come back, and they're going to be like, yeah, uh, we looked it over, and um, not enough of us think that it was evil and wrong to do the most evil and wrong thing, so we're just going to keep reestablishing the status quo over and over again and hope you forget i am so fucking mad it's so annoying too this there's this thing that happens in government that has been really driving me crazy lately where like they they feel this is like a generational thing older people think okay you know the gal gadot imagine video That's how liberal politics worked for a really long time. That's what hippies thought worked. We put flowers into guns and then the guns don't shoot anymore. They didn't even think the guns didn't shoot anymore. They just were like, this is a statement about how peace can end strife uh and then those people just took the flower out and continued to fire their guns i'm sure some of them fired the gun with the flower still in the barrel um it doesn't do anything we've learned that hippie bullshit doesn't do anything i'm fucking sorry hippies i respect you and i love you and i understand i want to live in a commune in the woods surrounded by only 15 other people i love uh actively striving toward harmony in every way amongst those people with whom i already share love i get it you know making your own food building your own home building a community away from all the hate and anger in the world i fucking get it man but it doesn't work dude it doesn't work first of all that's not fair you're just leaving all of the world behind And so your two options can't be just going off into the woods and hanging out with 10 people or living amongst us and being like, wait, let's all hug. Like, shut up. Fuck you. It doesn't work. Cops kill black people. It's hard. It sucks. You have to actually do work. And we're just reeling from from the fact that there's an entire generation of people that thinks that matters. Democrats do it. Republicans do it. We've talked about how they're all capitalists and they're all the same. And yes, this is slowly becoming a socialism podcast, but I'm just so mad, dude. I, I, there are so many Republican politicians that were in Congress the day that those people stormed the building and were saying they were going to kill Mike Pence and kill Nancy Pelosi or string them up or kidnap them or fucking whatever they thought they were doing or said they were doing. Um, And there are all these Republican politicians that have come back and been like, that was abhorrent and that was wrong for sure. But, you know, he's gone, so we shouldn't talk about it. And they really think it's enough. They think it's enough to be like, Donald Trump's a dick. okay? look. And they feel like they're putting their foot down. They feel like, I mean, they act like they act like they're actually doing something. They act like saying that man is a dickhead is like helpful in any way (laughs) but they really think so they really think that a statement matters that that he is you know he is no longer on my nice list and so i'll bet you that makes him pretty sad no man you can't just say fuck that dude and fuck what he did and then not do anything about it action has to be I literally almost just said the sentence action has to happen. But I mean it. Ah, and here I am just ranting in a fucking apartment that I like to be in. Look at this ceramic butt, huh? I love a ceramic butt. Anyway, fuck the government. <laughs> I'm 38. Um, ah, it made me so mad the impeachment trial is constitutional. And again, I'm like if you're listening and you're like, but they had to do that first. I know that. I know government is processed. I know there's bureaucracy. I know it's fucking, I know there's always going to be all sorts of red tape and bullshit you have to go through. I'm not naive to that. And I don't, and I didn't expect them to not do that. I just, I guess I just wasn't reading the news because I was busy having a panic attack. Okay. And, uh, and then I come back to the news and I was like, oh my God, impeachment news. It's constitutional. What the fuck? <laughs> we knew that. Ah. Yeah, thanks for having a good hero, Dave Ross. I'm happy that you're here now. Um, another thing uh, that I did before I switched over to a video podcast and switched over to this format—that's just sort of softly uh, a guest, mostly. But I don't know. I I don't. I don't think anyone is asking anything of me as far as format goes. But for me, I it there's something I'm trying to shake it loose. I really am in my head. It's like, if you say there's a format, you got to fit that format. And if you break it, you are hurting your audience. They didn't ask for this. You told them what was going to happen. And now you're not doing that thing you said was going to happen. Well, you're a fucking liar, dude. (laughs) And uh, I realize this hang up is only in me. Either way, um, I recorded some stuff last year when uh, I, I was treating the show as just like a bunch of random segments. And I'm sure it'll come around to being some version of all of these things I've said. Um, whenever I calm down, but I record. I have this segment I do with my good friend Matt Ingabretson, with whom I host Good Hero in the live show. When this shit comes back, and um, and but back then I wasn't doing a video podcast, so I only have audio of this segment. So what I'm going to do is, um, there's this animator and writer named John Sutherland that wrote a bunch of cartoons for the government in the 40s and 50s. <laughs> And they're all about like oil and heroes and stuff. And it's just like old school Disney-esque animation, but it's all about the government and shit. So in place of video of Matt and I talking on the YouTube, uh, I'm going to put uh, that cartoon. (laughs) So uh, please enjoy uh, the third installment of my favorite segment with Matt Ingebretson, Matt's Mugs. Matt, you got another mug? I brought another mug today. Okay.
2: Now, this is probably the smallest mug that (laughs) I will go with. Um,
1: Any smaller than this becomes... You're a small handle guy. One finger through the handle. This was a thing I remember about the last mug also yes is that just what you like one finger in the handle
2: i don't mind i i have a couple mugs which maybe will make an appearance in the future where <laughs> that have more of a multiple fingers in grip situation yeah but a mug that's small enough and light and if you have one finger in you have one finger under the finger
1: holder oh, i fucking hate it
2: and it's it's easy easy peasy
1: i just the 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 fact that Holding the mug requires one inside the handle and one under the handle. I don't trust it.
2: Well, Dave, that <laughs> sounds like more of a problem with you than with <laughs> my mug. With the mug. Which I generally generously brought to share with you today, <laughs> and you immediately started bad-mouthing. I'm
1: sorry. That's actually a very good point. That wasn't yeah. nice of me at all. Okay.
2: Well, this mug actually came from my sister. She, for a brief moment was making homemade candles it was kind of maybe a crisis she was going through where she thought that was the yeah solution was she going through it. a divorce <laughs> not a divorce but clearly something quite dark I think that's sure. the only thing that can drive someone to make homemade candles did she get laid off no <laughs> it's it's a mystery to me maybe is she single
1: she's single is she hot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so your sister gave you this mug she, during a time of difficulty for her.
2: <laughs> time of difficulty for her. She made a candle inside of this mug. Oh, wow. So this mug used to be a candle. And the candle burned out. It, it went away. I used it all up. And then I rinsed it out. And now it's a mug. Wow. And I like it because this is like... it. And it even has illustrations on it that feel like it's like a kindergartner's mug or something like yeah, that. Yeah, could
1: you walk us through, walk us through the shape and inscriptions on the mug. This mug is squat. Yeah.
2: It's, it's quite thick. The every, yeah, it, it's quite thick and, um,
1: it's got the consistency of like a diner coffee mug. Yes, that's right. Yeah.
2: And but it, it's not quite that shape. It's like kind of it's like a diner mug, but where the top inch got shaped off. Or yes, something. totally. And it's got one, two, three, four, five, four illu- four illustrations on it. The first one is a blonde woman with a red mm. skirt on <laughs> holding a flower pot with a flower that is anthropomorphized that has a face and she's smiling at this flower and the flower has a ribbon on it that says number 1.
1: Okay. So, so she's do, some sort of
2: What do you think that means? I guess I've actually never considered what is happening there. Well, she's in
1: some sort of flower competition. <laughs> right? I she guess, won like yeah. the uh the Nebraska flower grow off yeah
2: they're like well your flower has a f- human face on it so, <laughs> so i this guess is
1: clearly the most interesting I, flower of all time so you
2: win the flower competition
1: uh yeah, yeah other people have bigger prettier flowers but yours is a person <laughs> so <laughs> so this <laughs> congratulations. is congratulations uh-huh
2: so that's one that's the first illustration mm-hmm. the next one is a woman uh that looks kind of drunk Looking at holding a diploma, and she's wearing a graduation blue robe, and there are hearts going in between her and the diploma. So she seems to be in love with the diploma.
1: I see. So... She does seem to be romantically interested in her diploma.
2: She's looking at it with sort of a love (laughs) in a love-struck way.
1: I imagine that the the message here is that she it was lucky that she graduated.
2: (laughs) She knew she's an underachiever and not the brightest person. And so she graduated and she's now
1: infatuated with that. Yeah. She had to really she had to try a lot harder than other people because she's pretty stupid. Yes. But it happened. But but yeah, it's so good for her.
2: Um, the next illustration is a scuba diver or a snorkeler, I guess uh-huh. he is underwater and he, there's a fish that also has a snorkel goggles and air pump on, and there's a question mark in between them as though they're both sort of, they're like, what are you? They're like, why
1: do you have a s- snorkel? Right. I th- I'm am I, I, a fish, why are you in the water? Right. And he's like, I'm a person, why are you wearing a mask? That's right. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's funny. This is... What is this fucking mug, dude? Yeah, it, Where, what is it? Because for the first two, those are stories of victory. You know what I mean? Yes. She created a human plant, and the other one, the dumb girl, uh, graduated from high school. Finally. Yes. <laughs> those are stories, well told stories of our of of success. Our, yes. Uh, but then the then there's like a confused this platonic is, relationship between a man and a fish.
2: Yeah, this is like a bad Gary Larson Farsight Yeah. Comic or something. Okay. So that is what's confusing about this. And then the final <laughs> illustration is a man with a hard hat on uh-huh. and he stuck a wrench or stuck up something metal into a socket and it's electrocuting him. Oh my God. So it is unclear and there's no branding on this mug. It is unclear (laughs) what this is (laughs) and why these why it was made and why these illustrations were put on it, (laughs) but it seems professionally done like it doesn't look like it's not cheaply. I mean, it is cheap, but
1: well, right, but it's a multicolor like a real illustrator drew them. They look discernibly as characters. It's not some childish bullshit, God, but I, like I hate this it when mug. children make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this mug
2: because it's sturdy. It's, it's a little too small, but you know, during the time of quarantine, I, I like moving around my house cause it, any movement is good cause I'm just mm-hmm. sitting doing nothing normally. And so this forces me to get a refill.
1: Oh, I see. Give me a little activity. Yeah, it keeps you moving. Yeah. Is this your featured mug lately? Or is this not a top-tier mug and you just wanted to talk about it today? This is, I would say, a top-five mug. Wow. Was the one from last week mug number one?
2: That That's mug number one.
1: <laughs> okay. Is this mug number two?
2: No, I would say this is about mug number five. There's a few Ow. in between here that that I will show preference to, but I do like this one.
1: What made you pick this mug today, then? If this is episode two, but we're going mug five.
2: The others were weren't clean.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fair enough. Yeah. Do you ever um is there is there ever um like a mug jealousy situation that happens at home between you and the uh the Miss- girlfriend. The missus. Yeah. The lady.
2: No, um she has mugs that she prefers and I have
1: mugs that I prefer. She likes different types of mugs than yep. you. Did you both Did one of you have more mugs when you moved in together?
2: We had about the same amount, but there wasn't quite enough room for all of them.
1: You had to throw some mugs
2: out? We made a couple cuts, but it was okay because the cuts that I made were sort of what I would say are like filler mugs. I, I had a few mugs that somehow made their way into my life that were like a mug from Crate and Barrel that, you know, had no
1: special meaning to me okay yeah. you just had them because why would you throw a mug away right yeah yeah, yeah but until now
2: but now but then there was like a space issue or it's like we don't need 40 mugs or whatever my house we
1: got so many mugs is that right oh boy most of my mugs have my own tv credits on them <laughs> Uh, my favorite mugs are the one that says the late late show with James Corden and I'm not kidding and I would be lying if I didn't say that the reason was because I did it every time I reach for it I'm like exactly (laughs) that's exactly right (laughs) and also I have four mugs that say IDK not Trump though 2016 on them oh yes and I those are my next four favorite mugs (laughs) <laughs> in fairness, they're good, sturdy, healthy mugs with a sizable handle and the exact amount of uh, coffee room in them that I'm looking for. So, Yes. Yeah. How much coffee are you drinking every day? I'm at about two cups, maybe a cup and a half. Yeah. I'm not too crazy. I, uh, You know what I'm finding is that being home mostly, I have a cup of coffee or two in the morning and then that's it. But now, lately, I've started since quarantine's been going on for a while, and I'm like trying to figure out how to uh, still see my friends while still being safe. Mm-hmm. I go out sometimes and I do this. I'll hang out in someone's yard six feet away from them or whatever, right? Yeah. When I do that, I drink more coffee. Mm. And like maybe I subconsciously, when I'm home, I'm like, well, I don't need to seem alert. Right. But if I'm around people, but I'm not thinking that. I just, like, on the way here, I picked up food for us, and I got coffee next door. And I was like, yeah, I want a coffee. I like, when I'm out in the world, I like uh, having a coffee.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have also gone to just two cups in the morning, end of story, whereas I used to be two cups in the morning, and then I'd do an afternoon refresh.
1: I remember when we did that tour together the one time, you were like, every time we stopped for a bathroom break, you were getting a new gas station coffee. I know.
2: I've been through some phases where I drank coffee just sort of throughout the day. Yeah. And I've stopped that because it just loses. It then does
1: nothing for you. Totally. You just like your teeth hurt. (laughs) Your teeth hurt and your mouth is dry. Uh It sucks. You're like mad.
2: (laughs) I know. It does make you mad. It makes you mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm mad. I guess that's what I wanted.
1: You know what I'm encouraged to hear is that you uh, value... Pottery Barn mugs less than, say, another mug. I'm the same. I think that, like, because the thing... Look, if you're trying to furnish a home and you just want it to look kitschy and nice, a place like Ikea or Pottery Barn, fuck it, man. Get their shit. They know how to... Simple, solid colors. It's comfortable, whatever. But there's no personality to it.
2: No, that's what (laughs) I like about mugs, is that they have (laughs) character to them.
1: (laughs) Whereas, like, most...
2: um most other dishes, sometimes plates can have a decorative quality to them, but I find that it's less. Tough.
1: I don't like that as much. My when you pl- get to the end of your rice, then there's Obama's face. <laughs> you know what I mean? No thanks. But <laughs> mugs, it
2: feels natural for them to have stuff on them. And I like that.
1: Yeah, right. That's like what a mug is. Whereas if you got them from a rack, of mugs that all look that exact way. Yeah. Though the thing is that this mug was one of many at one point. Yeah. I mean fuck Maybe this one wasn't This mug is weird as shit Maybe <laughs> some fucking lunatic Who keeps someone In his basement Made this In it his does, free time
2: It does feel that way <laughs> It doesn't seem I have no This doesn't seem Like it was mass produced The other The first mug I think probably A lot were made And it was yeah. sold at Like a gift shop In Florida In the 80s
1: And then slowly Over time People broke them Or lost them Or whatever And now you've got One of the only ones left That's right Yeah
2: This one There's This might be The only one of these
1: Yeah this might be Like a 4-H project Yeah Uh, this is, yeah, this is... There's something wrong with this mug. There's something wrong with it. It's
2: not, it's not right.
1: It feels like someone bought a cheap white mug. Yeah. A stout mug, and then they painted on it.
2: Yeah, and they did, I mean, they used, it's like, it doesn't come off, but it does look amateurish. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, and I don't, maybe it's too soon to get meta, and feel free to cut this out, but... (laughs) <laughs> why are we, why are we doing this?
1: <laughs> well, um if you want a real answer, yeah, I'll say what I said uh, to you off mic, which is um I want this show to be a platform for comedians to be funny in their way. Uh-huh. All I want to do is to create an environment in which comedians able to be super funny in their specific way, and every comedian's different. Yeah, and your brand of comedy is that of like a man who just got hit in the head. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one time, in uh, not to reference my own show, but in the sh- in corporate in season one, Heather Ann Campbell, who was one
1: of our writers, oh she's so funny,
2: wrote in a script in in an action action line so that it wasn't said, Matt. A man with no mind <laughs> walked into and then went on. And I was like, that is, I think that's an accurate description of what I like about what my comedy is often is yes. like a man with no mind.
1: <laughs> and you know, what's funny is that the more your comedy may, stays that way and gets more human, the more and more you do stand up, from my perspective. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen your stand up probably more than anybody else's stand up from doing good heroin together. Yeah. Uh, but. It's now like incorporated a lot of like real stories, and there's a lot of heart to it, and uh, involves other characters in your life, like your girlfriend and your family and stuff. And then the punchlines are still that. Whereas it used to be like, remember you used to have this joke where you made an analogy between, uh, a, it was an analogy about dating, mm-hmm. whereas getting into a long-term relationship was like putting your hand on a stove and you super glue it to the stove <laughs> and then you turn it up and you and then
2: over time it slowly heats up to scalding hot temperatures <laughs> and it burns your hand and then you rip it away and then in order to make it feel better you put it down on another nice cool stove yeah
1: so you're like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> that is what i often think is funny <laughs> so well that's all the time we have for Matt Smugs. matt ingebretson everybody at matt ingebretson on twitter and on instagram and probably facebook and tiktok and all that shit too he just uses his name because it's got all those letters in it god damn it's got so many vowels holy shit ingebretson why Why? Why would that be your name? What a fucking moron. Fuck that guy and his goddamn mugs. Thank you so much for listening to Good Heroin. I think this episode was a little weird. You know what it was? It was a self-conscious episode of this show. I am going through an adjustment period, and as ever, I'm uh, being very open about my process. So uh, thank you for uh, watching The Sausage Get Made. Um, I look forward to... um, uh I don't know uh this uh I don't know you know this be- becoming more and more seamless and I'm liking it. I I like I don't know. I like making things on my own and I like figuring it out and I appreciate that you're here with me along the process and to that end um I hope you're having an okay time and that you're taking care of yourself and I repeat these things every week but it's important. Reach out to those you love. Remember that you are loved. This fun thing that my friend Kristen Rand, who you know what? I'm gonna have her on the show. I'm gonna make a note of this. She's one of my favorite comics. Uh she's married to another one of my favorite comics, west Van Horn in Alabama. They they wanted to fucking have kids in a place that wasn't LA and I get it, man, but goddamn they're funny and I want them back. I miss them so much. Um And uh, I'm going to have them each on the show because they're just so funny in their own uh, unique ways, each of them. But Kristen Kristen is very plugged in to uh, how to be good to oneself. And I'm sure she would say she struggles with it. But she is inspiring to me as someone who takes care of herself emotionally emotionally. And takes care of others emotionally. And she, I was really freaking out once and she showed me her phone and on her phone, the background was a photo of herself as a baby. And she said, every time I'm mad at myself, I look at this photo and I ask myself, would I be mean to this baby? Every time I'm like, you piece of shit, you fucking asshole. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do blah? Would I say any of that to this baby? And the answer is no. That's the thing you can do. And quarantine exhaustion is a real thing. We are all stressed out and scared no matter what our situation is. Some people I know are having way more stress than others. And my heart really goes out to you for that. I know people are losing people and I'll cry if I talk about that any longer. I just, I love you and I'm so sorry. And, uh, you know, we'll get through this soon. Um, and I laughed at the end there just realizing that I'm just uh, some dumbass who makes dumb jokes about lady butts ah, I don't know, but, you know, it's ceramic it's fun I just look over and there's a butt butt to my left butt on the left <laughs> well that's something I'll be yelling in public whenever I can be in public again um, thank you again for listening to Good Heroin um, and I'll see you next week Good Heroin is a member show on instagram and twitter bonus episodes at patreon.com slash date to the ross thank you so much for listening